Welcome to the Magic on Main Street podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Tabitha. Over the better part of a decade, our little family has lived the Disneyland lifestyle. As an ex-cast member and now longtime annual pass holders, we've been surrounding our lives with Disney. From Disney bounding to pin trading, exclusive items and all the food, we've fully immersed ourselves in the culture that Walt built. We've done it all and have made some great friends and memories over the years. We'll be sitting down with friends and other Disney junkies to share our stories and advice. We'll be your one-stop shop for Disneyland history and trivia and all the insider information you could ever ask for on merchandise, food, shows, attractions, and everything else you should know about the parks. Our goal is to bring a little magic to your ears each week by sharing our Disneyland journey with you. This This is is Magic Magic on on Main Street. Street. And here you may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Welcome to episode 16. What up, everyone? What up? What up? Home What up, homies? It's good to see you. It's good to be seen. Um, it's episode 16. That it is. Oh, that was a rhyme. I am Sean. I am Tabitha. And with us as Why always. Why say it like that? I don't know. That was weird. Let's do that again. <laughs> Just for our own sake. I'm Sean. I'm Tabitha. And this is the Magic on Main Street podcast, episode 16. Uh, with us as always, the kid. Her name's Kenzie. She's our kid. She's awesome. She's here. Uh, with us in spirit. We're just going to keep saying that until all this crap is over. He's listening to us. He's it. listening to us right now because he's editing it. It's Daniel Proc. He's got a high-pitched one. Yeah, Dino Proc 95 on Instagram. I miss him. I miss him a lot. Social distancing sucks. It does. But we're doing our part to flatten the curve. This game sucks. Is that what the kids are saying these days? I guess. Okay. Uh, We also have our cute little mascot, Scar the Kitten. Him sleeping. Yeah, somewhere around here. But we've got a fun show tonight. We've got a lot to talk about in regards to some shout-outs. We've got This Week in Disneyland History. We've got some news, not good news for some, but great news for other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we still have merch. There's a lot of uh, a lot of cool stuff that's coming out. We'll do Hidden Mickeys with the Kid, talk about our favorite foods, and we're going to do our uh, What to Watch on Disney+. Plus. <sighs> There's so much content on Disney+. Plus. There's a lot to watch, but our main topic for the evening, this is something that was brought up by a friend of ours. You, you may know her. her name's Disneylandia or Alvy. Uh, she recommended way back in the day to do crazy Disneyland jobs, and there's a ton of them. So we'll talk about those. Be fun. But first, Kaylin, why don't you bring us in with a song? Magic on Main Street Podcast, perfect for Disney fans. Magic on Main Street Podcast, talking about Disneyland. Magic on Main Street Podcast, for when you're making your Disney plans. Magic on Main Street Podcast, Sean and Tabitha will be right back. They're back. We're back. Bing, bing. Welcome to the show, everyone. Hello. Yeah, it's good to good to see you. Good to talk at you. We miss you. <laughs> I'm sure you're like us. We're really missing the parks these days. But, you know, there's a lot of people making fun videos and there's all kinds of crafts going around. Disneyland's putting out their own cool stuff. Like there's there's plenty to look at. Just, you know, we're all hunkered down at home. 
Which on that note, I guess, you know, stay safe, wash your hands. They are recommending not masks, but they are recommending who recommended this world health. Who, who recommended it? The, um, it was actually, uh, it was local. It was the Riverside health university. Ah, right. Right. Riverside health university. Um, no, University. Riverside University Health Department. Yes, Riverside University Health. Um, they're recommending if you do go out, you need to get the essentials or whatever, put a bandana on or a net gaiter. I've got a balaclava that I used the mm-hmm. other day at Walmart. I had to pick something up. Cloth um, masks for people who aren't in the medical field. Fun fact, my internet went haywire, so we needed to get new, a new router. And Walmart's the only place I could think of to just be able to order it, run in, run out, and be done. So trying to stay indoors, but I did wear my balaclava, which I wear with my, <laughs> my, uh, my 501st armor, my stormtrooper slash sand trooper, my, uh, shadow scout. I'm rambling. <laughs> Sean looked like he was going to rob the place. I did. I was worried that somebody was going to say something or whatever, but I mean, it's pretty normal. Most people had masks on, but yeah, they're saying don't wear masks, wear like a bandana, wear a, a, a net gator or a balaclava, just something to cover your face. Don't use the N95 masks. They're not made for you. Leave them for the medical professionals. And they're needed right they now. They need them. They need them. But stay inside. Stay at home. Everybody has a new live Instagram going on every day. <laughs> I opened my phone when I got off of work today, and there was eight people across the top that said they had a live yeah. stream going. Everybody's going live. Everybody's an influencer now. Y'all, you're not that entertaining i'm so sorry some, people are, <laughs> some of you are I have a lot. We have a lot others of are just staring at the camera <laughs> <laughs> i watched somebody put on their makeup the other day and i don't know why i kept watching i was like it's like neat and i'm also, like who's I'm like, wasting maybe makeup like, in a time like this makeup is expensive well, it's, you know i thought maybe they were doing like f- f- effects makeup or something i was mm-hmm. like watch me do makeup and i was like oh cool I was like, this is just makeup. <laughs> You're all, this is every day. I could go upstairs and watch my yeah, wife do this. I do this every morning. <laughs> uh, so anyway, keep putting out content. People are bored. People are still going to watch it. Even if it's only like a person, you know, five people, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Think about five people sitting in your house watching you, you know, <laughs> yeah. play guitar or, you know, play video games or whatever. Like that's a lot of people. So speaking of people doing lives though. Um, keep an eye out for our wonderful jingle master, yes. Kaylin Rabbit Music. She's been going live a couple times a week, usually around noon, to do like a, a midday jam sesh. Which has been awesome because we take our lunch break because we're working at home. So mm-hmm. we take our lunch break, go downstairs, watch our niece play live on Instagram, and then we go back to work. It's, mm-hmm. it's a really delightful thing. So Kaylin, if you're listening, do it every day. Yeah. Please <laughs> keep us sane. But yeah, check her out at Kaylin Rabbit Music. Um, and speaking of shout outs, we had, I put out a call for any shout outs or any messages that people want to say. So, uh, first up, want to give a shout out to our friend Addie, uh, Addie's art creations on Instagram. We'll put it in the notes. She's putting out some really cute art stuff, some Disney, some just random stuff. She put flowers on her face the other day. It's, <laughs> it's art. I love it. It's pretty cool. But our great friend, Gabe Barletta on Instagram, uh, he's the guy that designed our logo. He's, He's a so wonderful. Dear friend of ours. He's got the uh, cutest dang kids you he ever really did does. see. Um, so shout out to the Barletta family. And Brooke uh, too. Gabe, Brooke, Ezra, and Evangeline. Such a cute little family. They are. We love them. But Gabe wanted to say, hi, Grandma. Sending strength from Callie as you recover. Uh, yeah, she was sick. So 
wishing her well, wishing her a speedy recovery. That's so sweet. Um, our own Dano Prog 95, <laughs> Daniel Prog, uh, he said, it's been almost one whole month since I've seen you guys. Not really, but it feels like it. We saw him two weeks ago when we were still working in the yeah, office. That's <laughs> fine. It feels like two months. It does. It feels so long. Yeah. Two years. I told somebody today that um, March was the longest century of my life. It really has been. Yeah. It is the 31st. It is still going. It just like, it's like, hang on, I got one more day in me. Yeah. What is going on? A happy birthday to Christina. Happy birthday. And also happy anniversary to Krista and Chad. Aww. Uh, some love coming our way. This is pretty nice. Our, our, our really great friend, Amy, we love her so much. Uh, Mamers one, four, three. Uh, she gave a shout out to us because she says, I miss you. A lot of S's. Mm, I miss her too. We got to see her right before. Right before everything. Craziness yeah. ensued. Um, she's we, the one who gave us the insider tip on that guava hand pie. She is. She was, she's all about those things. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we can get you one soon. Amy. I know. Or we can find her a recipe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some more love coming from Magic of Paint. We love you, Magic of Paint. Uh, it says, you guys rock. Shout out to Magic on Main Street Podcast for being awesome. And then our dear friend, Karin, one of our executive producers. <laughs> our executive producers. Uh, says, shout out to the McCready clan throughout all of this. Your positivity has been contagious. That's a good kind of contagious. Glad that's the only yeah. contagious thing we have. We're just trying to keep everybody sane, you know? Even though we that's may all. not be. I'm not. I'm losing it. We're all mad here. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Get it, Mad Hatter. But do you get it? Mad Hatter. <laughs> Speaking of Mad Hatter, our buddy, the Maddest Hatter Co. did a, a big sale, 25% off. We had all kinds of people saying, oh, I just went and bought something. I bought some. So that's pretty cool. We got in on the 25% off sale uh, and we got two jerseys. I got a baseball I can't jersey. Wait for mine. You got a baseball jersey. And I also got a hat. I don't, I don't think I told you I got that. No, you didn't. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's a classic Ducks logo, but with Donald's face on it. Oh, that's so cute. cool. So check them out. Maddest Hatter Co. I got a jersey that says princess on it and it says Leia on the back. Yeah, I got it's one. It's just like a classic Disney logo. It actually looks like a Dodgers jersey. I'm not a baseball fan, but it looks really cool. I'm really, really stoked on it. <laughs> and I got my name put on the back. Oh, that's awesome. The Mad Hatter. I love it. I'm stoked. So, yeah. So that's our shout outs. Coming up next, we got This Week in Disneyland History. We'll be right back at you. This Week in Disneyland History. In 1956, Disneyland holds its first old fashioned Easter parade. Hey? Yeah, they did it down Main Street. Uh, in, in recent years, Disneyland has done Easter egg hunts, which have been really fun. You identify oh, I love them. an Easter egg in the park, and then you take a, a little map game piece to a certain area where you can redeem a little souvenir egg. It was really fun. We're going to miss that this year. I know. That's okay. We have memories. Yeah. Um, in, also in 1956 at Disneyland, the Bathroom of the Future, later known as the Bathroom of Tomorrow... Presented by the Crane Company, opened in Tomorrowland. So this was a pretty silly thing. Uh, in Tomorrowland, they uh, the Crane Company came up with the this lavish lavatory of the future, <laughs> and they said available today, and you could buy it straight from them. And they had this big ceremony, but they had like really odd bathroom fixtures. So like 
The fixtures came in nothing but citrus yellow. Uh, the bathtub was gold-plated, and they had a gold-plated bidet. You could get a set of dumbbells attached to the wall, and it had air conditioning in it in case you like got too hot while you were working out. But then they had this, this thing that they were touting was the hot water boiler of advanced design, and uh, they said it provided heat to make you forget the weather. What the heck? Yeah, very crazy. That's weird. It's very strange. <laughs> um, but yeah, people were... I don't know. It came with really mixed reviews. But yeah, uh, let's go to 1993 at Disneyland. The Aladdin's Royal Caravan Parade stepped off for the first time. You know about this thing? I don't remember it, but I like I have a vague memory of like seeing pictures of it before. Yeah. So they had this uh, big giant genie float and a genie genie was walking around. Aladdin was there. Uh, Abu. Prince Ali, fabulous he, Ali of Babwa. He's got 75 golden camels. Purple peacocks? He's got 53. <laughs> but it's, it's funny because I was singing the song the other day. Mm-hmm. I was yelling it. <laughs> when it comes to exotic type mammals. <laughs> has he got was... a zoo? I'm telling you, it's a world-class menagerie. <laughs> that song was stuck in my head the entire time I was on a Disney cruise last year. And it was like, I finally had it out of my head. And then I went walking into one of the rooms to go play bingo and it was playing (laughs) and I almost collapsed. (laughs) That's funny. But uh, so the, the show was set to Prince Ali, the song, uh, and it was really, you know, uh, it kind of replicated the movie parade, uh, but not a duplication, but you know. Really close. So, yeah, really fun stuff. I don't remember this at all. <laughs> I, I just, um, I think I've seen pictures of it. I don't think I ever, like, saw anything. Yeah. In 1990, at Disneyland, the Blue Ribbon Bakery Shop opens on Main Street, and that replaced the Sun-Kissed Citrus Lounge. I have not heard of either of these no, things. No, <laughs> and you wouldn't have. Um, but, so now, it's the check-in area and the indoor dining room of Carnation Cafe. Oh. Yeah. Uh, in 1997, the shop moved down the street to Jolly Holiday, but now it's Jolly Holiday. Gotcha. Yeah. And then 1995, one of the greatest cinematic feats comes to life. A, goo- <laughs> a goofy movie. <laughs> it's such a good movie. Yeah, released in 1995. So that is This Week in Disneyland History. I might be Powerline for Halloween this year. Oh, cool. If we have Halloween. <laughs> if Halloween is still a thing. If you're not a handmaid by then. <laughs> or if we're not hunting zombies. I don't want to. Here's the thing. I wasn't. I don't have my apocalypse body ready. I know. I'm just not ready for it. Like, I can do it. Like, I'll I'll do it. If I need to kill off zombies, like, I'll do it. I just, I don't want to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I watch these, you know, I watch these zombie apocalypse movies and shows and it's like these you know, awesome warriors, but like I look at that, and I'm like, I just don't want to do that. Like that's just it, it it I can survive, but I just don't want to. I mean if what's that guy's name? Who's that really annoying guy on The Walking Dead that I if Eugene can survive as long as he has on The Walking Dead, I think we might be able to survive. But I don't have a mullet. Let's, let's do this. I don't know. I just I hear all people there's people all the time like, oh yeah, I can't I wish there was a zombie apocalypse. I'm like do you? But that means you have to like give up everything. Your whole existence becomes fighting the undead for survival. Not even like not for fun. Yeah, it's not even fun. It's just so you can live. 
You have to like forage for food. Like it just sounds awful. I don't want a zombie apocalypse. Me either. I just want this all to end and then I can go back to the store and get toilet paper on a regular day. <laughs> I just... You think this is bad? You ain't getting no toilet paper in a zombie apocalypse. Mm-mm. Better start using some leaves. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> go back to nature. What was that thing you read to me this morning? I learned that my... My three favorite hobbies include bars, restaurants... restaurants in non-essential businesses. That's, those are my favorite three things in the Same. world. It's crazy. This just in. Breaking news. News, news, news. It's exciting. There's so much cool stuff going off, going on in like my, my daily life, my, my work life. So much exciting. I mean, even when I say exciting, it's not like, ooh, wee, this is fun. It's just like, it's exciting. It, like there's a lot going on. Yeah. In this um, ever-changing world. But man, I'm tired. Always. Always tired. This new office situation is killing my neck. Now that's the stress. <laughs> I was like, mm. stress and anxiety. I think, I think you're carrying something else but back yeah. there. Anyway. Snooze, snooze. Let's snooze. do the news. Bam, bam. So we got news and we knew this was going to happen. It wasn't a surprise when we got it. It was just very sad. It was announced that the parks are officially closed until further notice. Uh, reservations are available starting June 1st as of right now, but on the fine print, on the website, it says whether or not the parks will remain closed until June 1st is still undecided. So they don't know even if they're opening by June. So it's sad. But, you know, one thing that that is good that came out of that announcement is that they're going to be paying their cast members until the 18th, which I'm going to say not to, not to stir up nonsense, but you know, I've seen a lot of complaining, but like everybody just be grateful that you're getting paid. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that it's hard. Like, I know it sucks, but like. You got to just be thankful that you're getting paid right now because some people are not. Just Life is rough. Yeah, it's it stinks. It's not fun. And I feel for you still. But just step back. Take a step back and just realize that you work for a company that's doing something they don't really have to do. Yeah. You know, best of luck to you. I hope that it opens up soon. Adding on to that, uh, Disney senior execs have announced that their pay will be reduced in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic and the indefinite closures of the Disney parks across the world. So in the letter that Bob Chapek um, sent out to all like upper management, it was announced that his salary will be reduced in half while Bob Iger has agreed to forego 100% of his salary. Um, VPs will be reduced by 20%, senior VPs by 25 and executive VPs by 30%. Bob Iger just donated, on top of uh, giving up his salary, uh, he also donated $500,000 to uh, Los Angeles Coronavirus Fund. 500000 to Los Angeles City Fund for Coronavirus Aid. There you go. So that, yeah. And so- I mean, like, I'm sure they're totally fine because if... Bob Iger as chairman receives any sort of incentives the way that Bob Chapek does as um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> as CEO. He's good. He's going to be okay. <laughs> Bob Chapek's base salary is $2.5 million and he receives no less than 300% in bonuses. So Yeah. He's, he's fine. <laughs> he's solid. <laughs> <laughs> Something fun. Uh, Disney Parks announced uh, that you can take a virtual tour of Walt Disney Imagineering on their YouTube page. Yes. So, so far, part one has been released on their YouTube page. You can also find it in the Disney Parks blog page. Um, There's a link right to it. Um, It looks pretty cool. That's awesome. I would like to watch it. Yeah. They're doing some really cool, like, behind the scenes stuff a lot lately, ever since Disney Plus came out. And now with this going on, uh, they're really putting out a lot of content. They've got to keep people. I mean, not like people are going to lose interest in Disney because it's Disney. 
But they've got to keep people like waiting for more. Yeah. And I'm going to take this moment to to give a very special shout out to the Disneyland Parks, I guess, division, uh, their marketing team. Yeah. You guys are kicking ass, man. <laughs> I don't say potty mouths on this show. <laughs> but man, you guys are kicking butt. The amount of content you guys are pushing out. The way you said, I don't say potty mouths on this show. <laughs> yeah, but no, but the amount of content that they've been putting out and the amount of like ideas that are coming through right now with all of the stuff they're pushing through on the app, the upda- updates they're doing, uh, there's all kinds of games and trivia and all these new videos and they're doing story time with different celebrities. Like you guys are killing it. As a marketer, I am proud of you. Hmm. Bravo. Hats off to you. And maybe when this is all done, they'll get some sort of extra incentive for being so great. <laughs> That'd be nice. That'd be great. Um, a cool new app was recently um, released. Bose and Trigger have been working with Lucasfilm, Skywalker Sound, and Disney to create an augmented reality app called the Star Wars Audio AR Experience. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll help you experience all the different sounds of the Star Wars universe, a lightsaber, a battle. Um, They also have the like background noise, basically, of Black Spire Outpost on Galaxy's Edge. Yes. Um, They released a statement saying in partnership with Lucasfilm, Skywalker Sound and Disney and Bose Trigger created an immersive audio focused AR experience to complement the release of the final film in the Skywalker saga. Um, It was built specifically to utilize the capabilities of embedded motion sensors found in the flagship line of Bose AR-enabled devices, um, including two types of headphones and a line of eyeglass frames. Um, They can try it all out on the official Star Wars app. It's only for Bose, though. Yeah. That stinks. Yeah. I want to try this, and I'm not buying Bose. (laughs) But yeah, if it's something that you already have, it seems like it's really cool. Unless Bose wants to send us... A set of headphones to test it out. Uh, times is hard. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the the app seems really cool. There's all kinds of things that you can do in it. Um, you can change your point of view based on different characters. Um, there's the Skywalker and Anakin, or there's the Luke and the Anakin lightsabers that you can like mess around with. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. There's a lot. And then the there's also a Millennium Falcon training sequence from A New Hope. Yeah. Um, Super cool. It's neat. I would like to try that out. So bows. Somebody, somebody want to? Um, does anybody have any bows? And they can like, they can lysol them, put them in a box, <laughs> drop it on our doorstep. We'll lysol the box, bring it inside. We'll take it. We can uh, make this work. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the news. How about some nerch? <laughs> nerch. <laughs> that's the news. How about some merch? Loungefly has put out a Three Caballeros mini backpack. It's so cute. It's really cute. It's got Donald, Jose, and Panchito uh, stacked faces. uh, There's a small zip-around wallet with the three faces and different instruments. Uh, So $80 for the pack pack (laughs) and $40 for the wallet. And that's coming soon to Loungefly. Yes, it Super looks cute. really, really, really yeah, cute. We'll put up a picture. There's, um, if you if you Google the Three Caballeros mini backpack lounge fly, there is a website that is doing like a pre order. Oh, cool. Um, there's also a Vera Bradley and Disney collaboration, um, that's coming to shop Disney. Um, it's a huge collection, and the design for it, it's like a it's like a bluish background with pink and purple flowers. Um, little purple Mickey heads. Certain pieces of the collection also have 
um, like characters on it as well. Um, there's a couple different ones with Mickey, Minnie, and Pluto on it. The collection is enormous. A tote. There's two different wristlets. There's a like an ID case, like a little, just like tiny little pocket thingy. Mm-hmm. Um, a throw blanket, cosmetic case, two different hipster bags, a couple different backpacks, a travel bag, so many different kinds of things, and they're all ranging in price from like twenty five to one hundred and forty dollars. Okay. Really, really cute. Definitely worth looking into. So the whole collection is available right now on Shop Disney. So you can go ahead and start shopping it now. It's cute stuff. It's cute. I like it a lot. I want one of the little hipster bags. Yeah. They've got some new summer apparel at uh, Shop Disney right now. Yeah, it's tie-dye. Yeah, tie-dye. And it's all branded for Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Uh, They've got a tie-dye spirit jersey, women's tie-dye shirt with land or world design on front. Uh, there's a tie-dye dress and women's shorts with a Mickey silhouette on the front of it. Mm-hmm. And that's all going from 35 to 70 bucks for the spirit jersey. Yeah. Um, some new Pandora charms are also out in honor of Mulan, which is kind of weird because I'm assuming they did a Mulan line because of the new movie that is going to be coming out at some point when all of this craziness is over. Mm-hmm. But all of the charms are inspired by the 1998 classic. Yeah. I like them. There's two different charms. Um, One is a dangle charm that has a uh, Mulan and a little disc that says, be strong and be yourself. And then the other is just one of the um, stationary little ball charms. It's red and it has Mushu wrapped around it. And they are part of the um, Disney Parks collection of Pandora charms, so you can get them in the parks when it opens Mm -hmm. but they are also online i'm really excited about this next one yes um shop disney announced the new disney castle collection that they'll be releasing first series in the collection will be out on april 4th at 7 a.m on shop disney it'll be featuring cinderella's castle um each series in the collection is going to include a high-end figurine and it's stated that it's going to be like a never before seen representation or interpretation of each of these castles. So I'm really, really excited. So the figurine, <laughs> did it say how big they are? It didn't give sizes. Hmm. Yeah, it's a figurine it looks of a castle. Decent size. Well, I'm wondering if it's like small enough, like like a Christmas village type possibly deal where you could like collect them all and actually display. Well, yeah, because there's gonna be ten. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how big they are. Uh, each one will have its own pin also, and Ooh. you they have a, a new, um, like a shadow box looking case mm-hmm. that they're releasing on the 4th as well, and it has a silhouette of each castle on the background of it, and that's where you can display each pin. So a silhouette of each castle on one shadow box? Yes. So you, oh, so you can collect them all and display yeah. them? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So... As I said, the first one is going to be Cinderella. I'm not, I don't, they haven't said how they're releasing it. So I don't know if it's going to be monthly. Probably like every the, other couple weeks. The mini, but, uh, yeah. Main, main attraction. Yeah. There's going to be month, 10 though. So I'm, it, oh, it, that'd be a while. That'd yeah. be, a, well, that'd be a year's worth. Yeah. I don't know. But there's going to be so many good ones. Cinderella being the first, they're also going to have a collection for Frozen, Mulan, Snow White. Tangled, Sleeping Beauty, Aladdin, The Little Mermaid, Brave, and Beauty and the Beast. Hmm. Huh? Curious to see how they would do Mulan mm-hmm. and Little Mermaid. 
you kind of see like a an idea, I think, of what they're going to be doing because of the silhouettes they put in the shadow box. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not 100% certain like what exactly they're going to look like. Okay. But I'm excited. In the Cinderella collection, they're going to have a puzzle. Ooh. Yeah. You've been working on a puzzle. Yes. Now's the time. Gives me a headache. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's merch. Up next, Hidden Mickey with the Kid. It's time for Hidden Mickey of the Week. Looking everywhere, Kenzie's here to share the Hidden Mickey of the Week. Hello. And welcome to this week's installment of Hidden Mickey's with the Kid. Hidden Mickey's with the Kid. <laughs> you already have one theme song. You don't get two. Just kidding. <laughs> Hi, Kenzie. Hi. Welcome back. Thank you. So I want to ask you a question. Yes. So with all this weird stuff going on in the world with this mm-hmm. coronavirus thing, how are you holding up? Doing pretty good. Yeah. I have um, stuff that keeps me occupied. Like I had some science kits, mm-hmm. a bath bomb maker. Yeah. And I just, what's that thing called? These. Friendship bracelets. Yeah. I'm. Making friendship bracelets. Lots of friendship bracelets. Yes. We all have one. Yes. You made some for our friend Katie's uh, kindergartners. Yes. Because they And they sent you some stuff too. Yes. Um, so you've been keeping busy. Yeah. You bored? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But you've been a trooper. <laughs> but yeah, so, so we found some Disneyland resources uh, in addition to... No. So we've had a bunch of friends that have been putting out coloring sheets for kids. Kenzie, you've done a few of them. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of fun. So we'll leave some links for Brian Kessinger and our friend Elise Haley on Instagram. She's uh, She had some coloring sheets. Uh, she used to work for Disney Cruise Lines. So she has some yeah. cool coloring sheets that she was sending out. So that's been fun. But also there's some updates we're going to talk about later on in our events and entertainment segment uh, about (laughs) some things that you can do to keep busy in a Disney way. So looking forward to that. But for now, Hidden Mickey's with the kid. Hidden Mickey's with the kid. (laughs) So we decided when all this madness started that we would start doing uh, Hidden Mickey's in In movies movies instead of in the park since we can't get there right now. So this week, what do you have for us? I have one from The Rescuers. But the first one. Okay. First first Rescuers, not not down. Down Under. Yeah. Okay. In the second scene on the very back wall, there is an oversized watch. On the watch face, there is actually a full body hidden Mickey. Oh, yeah. Oh, like a Mickey Mouse watch. Yeah, yeah. It's just in sweet. Er, well, Mickey Mouse watch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. So rescuers. Yeah. Uh, on the back wall, in the second scene. Yeah. Oversized watch. Yeah. With a hidden Mickey on it. Sweet. It's right next to the lion poster. Right next to the lion poster. Yes. Cool. All right. That's a good one. So we'll be looking forward to what comes up next week on Hidden Mickeys with a Kid. Maybe we'll do something Pixar. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for another awesome Hidden Mickey. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Next up. Food. So... We thought we would talk about, since there's not any food to try or <laughs> report anything, on, uh, we're going to talk about the foods we miss the most. So how about you, Kenzie? The food I miss the most is the hot chocolate in Galaxy's Edge. At Ronto Roasters. Yeah. Yeah. I said that last week because I was really craving it. 
It's super good. That's a good one. It's a sweet and marshmallowy and mm. chocolatey and hot Rich chocolatey. And I don't know. I said marshmallow. I don't know. There's not even a single marshmallow in that hot chocolate. It's rich and creamy. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I was thinking. Yeah. That's what sure. I was thinking. Sure. Sure. Why not? Totally. <laughs> it's a good one. Tabitha? Mine would be the Pum Frites from Cafe Orleans. Mm, they are good they're when they're hot. So good. Yeah. Sometimes they come out a little less than hot. Yeah. <laughs> but they're so yummy. They're really good, though. They've got... What, garlic and parmesan on them? Yes. And they come with a... It's like a spicy, not spicy, like a Cajun ketchup type of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. I don't know. I don't like it. I just like the palm frites by themselves. You know what I'm missing a lot lately? What? And maybe it's because we've been living on so many snacks. (laughs) What? I've been really craving a chimichanga from the carts over um, in Frontierland and on the Main Street Hub. I love those things so much. We haven't had a chimmy or a corn in forever. You know, you get a chimmy and a corn and that's a meal. Yeah. So if you ever want like a cheap meal, chimmy and a corn. That'll be something. I don't care. (laughs) That'll be something we feature when we do our Disney on a budget day. Yes. Because that's not too bad. It's Mm -mm. probably what? 13 bucks. Yeah. And it's a big chimichang and it's a full ear of corn. Yeah, the chimneys are huge. They're humongous. I can't finish one by myself. It's like the if if you have not seen one, they're like the the large burritos you see at like gas stations. Mm-hmm. They're big. They're they're like the size of a a Main Street corn dog, maybe a little bit yeah, bigger. Yeah, maybe a little bit bigger. I like them. They're really good. But yeah, I've been craving that. There's our food. That's our food for the week. <laughs> Thing. Keep dreaming. <laughs> What we got going on in events and entertainment? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) No, but we've been taking this opportunity to talk about some really fun stuff that you can do that's Disney or Disneyland themed. Mm -hmm. First up, we'll do what to watch on Disney Plus. Yes. Uh, We just came across a really fun series. Uh, It's the Walt Disney Animation Studios Short Circuit. It's a series of animated short films produced by Walt Disney Animation Studio filmmakers and artists. And they're all independent shorts that were meant to take risks in both visual style and story uh, is how they describe it. Uh, it's very similar to the sister series Spark Shorts on uh, also on Disney Plus that features Pixar animators. And they're, they're trying to showcase new talent from within the industry, which is really cool. I think that's a really neat way to promote the people from within. Um, and they were originally meant to be kept within the studio, but they've since been released to the general public. So... We got through, I think, five of the 14 episodes so far. And they're, right. they're really fun. They're, you know, the stories range from a little boy who discovers puddles that are portals to fantastical worlds to a young girl who faces off against an evil hairdresser as she goes through uh, imaginative lengths to avoid her first haircut. <laughs> so really fun, cute stories. Uh, some of them, you know, in true Disney fashion, some are funny, some are sincere some will make your eyes water so yeah good stuff i like that another thing i've been watching on disney plus a lot Mm -hmm. late 90s early 2000s disney channel original movies oh yeah you just watched um, brink yeah brink that's the rollerblading one right great movie i love it i will take your word for it (laughs) i love it so much i plan on watching smart house i want to see that one and motocrossed by the end of the week Smart House. That's the one with um, 
Katie Seagal. Mm-hmm. She plays the house that comes to life. That's right. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll have to watch that one, do a little little bit of a talk up on it. I used to be afraid and very intrigued by that movie. Like, I really wanted a smart house, but then I was also afraid that my smart house was going to lock me in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not, but I see what you're talking about. Yeah. We also need to watch all of the High School Musicals, because we, we do. haven't watched Yeah, we do, because I've been watching High School Musical, the musical, the series. <laughs> Soon I'll have to watch High School Musical, Musical, the series, the special, which is a thing. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, that's what you should be watching on Disney+. Plus. Something else that's fun, uh, the Disneyland app. Make sure you turn on your push notifications if you have not turned them on or if you decided to turn them off because you're not using it for the parks. Uh, they've been releasing really fun stuff. Like I had said before, the marketing team is doing a bang up job at keeping you entertained while we're at home, while we can't experience the parks in person. Uh, they're doing some really fun stuff. So uh, I know with uh, the Google Play app, they have a weekly feature. Right now, it's Andy's Board Game Blast. It's a board game you can play with two or more players. Uh, they're also doing for free Mickey and Minnie's Trivia Time, uh, which maybe we should do a round of that. Okay. But also, while we're loading that up, the Disneyland app is doing a Magic Moments in History uh, where they're doing bite-sized journeys into the history of Disney theme parks, attractions, and more. Uh, so they did, uh, what was the feature today? Um, Space Mountain. Space Mountain. Yeah. So. It is. On May 27th in 1977, Space Mountain blasted off for the very first time from Disneyland Resort. Oh, yeah. So the Disney Play app is really fun. If you go into the app and you click on your little icon in the corner, you're going to be able to go to Mickey and Minnie's Trivia Time. Mouse rules apply. Yeah. <laughs> So the app says uh, to pull back the curtain on this all new zany trivia experience that you can play from anywhere. The frantic fun is inspired by Mickey Mouse and his cartoon pals. And when mouse rules apply, you never know what to expect. Cute. Manage players. Let's go there. So if you go into the app uh, and you go to Mickey's Runaway Railway, sort of towards the middle of the map, you're going to find a little new game feature. Click on that. Takes you to the trivia area. So this is a one-player game. Oh, I keep thinking that's mine. I'm like, I swear I turned my sound <laughs> down. That's fun. So let's play. Oh, there's different areas you can go to. So there's Mickey's Adventures, Behind the Scenes. Disney Hollywood Studios, and some others that are locked, so you have to unlock those ones. That's fun. So let's do Mickey's Adventures. Ooh, it's the Australia Outback. Let's go continue. What is this kangaroo up to? Answer the trivia to find out, mate. Crikey. Okay. Who is this mysterious figure? Select the right answer before time runs out. Oh, and it gives you a little silhouette. Uh, that is Daisy Duck. All right, let's do one for you. Let's go next. Select the required number of correct answers, then press submit. These two sweethearts have always been perfect for each other. Why? Why, it's almost eerie how cute they are together. Select two answers. You get Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Clara Cluck, Minnie Mouse. Mickey and Minnie. Mickey and Minnie. Submit. Final answer. Final answer. 
right. I'm allowed to say That's it. fun. So it's a 10-question game, and uh, you get some prizes, and you get to unlock new rounds. So really fun stuff there. I love trivia. I was about to pull out the Trivial Pursuit box, but <laughs> those questions are for... 90-year-olds. Oracles. I don't even know the answer to <laughs> most of those things. It's so hard. Yeah, so that's some fun stuff you can do while you're at home. Also, this one got me in the feels the other day. Uh, the Dapper Dans are doing a hashtag Voices from Home series on the Disney Parks YouTube channel. Uh, they released one, what, maybe just a few days ago? Mm-hmm. Maybe Wednesday? When Thursday? And they did When You Wish Upon a Star. And uh, they had, there was, must have been about 12 different Dapper Dans recording from their own homes. And they put it into a little medley. And it's just, it was so, it was so neat to see them. And, you know, it's one of the things that you take for granted when you're walking down Main Street. You, you see the dance and sometimes you just walk by and don't even really think to stop. And then you don't have them. And it's like, oh my goodness, I want to hear the Dapper Dans. So yeah. it was really neat to hear that. I shed a tear. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was so bittersweet. But yeah, so check them out on the Disney Parks YouTube channel. And then they also put out a virtual viewing of the Magic Happens Parade at Disneyland. So you can check out the full parade video on their Facebook and their YouTube. That was fun to see, too. I love that I've parade. I've probably watched it 50 times. Already. I watched it a lot. Uh, yeah, it's such a great show. I love it. So, yeah. So that is our non-events and non-entertainment. <laughs> Entertainment at home during COVID-19. Good times. Uh, We're going to take a little bit of a break. Uh, So before we do that, I have one more round of shout outs I'd like to give. Uh, This show is made possible by our caring friends who are willing to give a little bit of money every month to our Patreon. So I want to give a big special shout out to our friends, Adrian, Austin, Bill, Hannah, Eric, Jen, Jonathan, Joy, Lauren, and Patrick, Patrick is actually our first Club $33 member. Yay! Yay. So we can't do this show without you guys. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, If you'd like to get ad-free listening and early release and also some stickers and swag and maybe even a pin if you go to the the right tier, uh, check us out at patreon.com slash magic on Main Street. We'll be right back. So we were given this topic by our friend Alvy. And also, while we were watching One Day at Disney, they did a feature on a scuba diver, which made me go, wait a minute, they got scuba divers? Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Which, you know, so that kind of uh, kept the thought going on, we should do something about the weird and crazy jobs at Disneyland. So, to kick it off, we will talk about this scuba diver. Uh, While most divers are putting their gear away at some point during the winter, They have divers working year-round at Disneyland to maintain the cleanliness and to ensure that the show elements living underwater are ready for guests every day. So uh, I don't know how many they have now, but in a a past uh, article I had read, they had more than 50 divers. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how many they have now, but uh, they Well, I mean, the parks have a lot of water. Yeah, they do. Um, And so- The roles include machinists, electricians, welders, sound mechanics, uh, and they use their different talents, skills, degrees, certifications, 
uh, to maintain a bunch of water attractions, including Rivers of America, which is where the Mark Twain, uh, Sailing Ship Columbia, the Canoes, uh, all those run. Uh, Jungle Cruise, uh, Storybook Land Canal Boats, Splash Mountain, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage at Disneyland. Uh, and then also Paradise Bay at Disney California Adventure. Yeah, because when you think about it, like it's not like any of those bodies of water you can just drain real quick if something no. broke. Like you need someone with some special skills yeah, and devices. So that was interesting to find that out on uh, one day at Disney. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Pretty neat to think about. But uh, some of these are no longer around. But this next one is uh, is definitely something that that faded away with technology. But photo sensors, photo sensors, or the booby police. <laughs> that used to be a full-time position yeah. at the parks. Um, yeah. Nowadays, there are still cast members that will go through and make sure there is nothing um, inappropriate that is going to be popping up on the screens. But the previous job listing used to be um, somebody who had to go through the photos and make sure um, no skin, no obscene gestures, no celebrities. Um, they nothing, had a, a crit- inappropriate. Yeah, they had a place <laughs> called the Critter House over uh, at... Splash Mountain, which is nicknamed Flash Mountain. Flash Mountain, because people like to show their goodies on that ride. Knock it off. Yeah, but uh, so this was, again, this was a full-time job, and they were checking these things out, you know, every one photo at a time. And this is because they had released the ability to purchase photos at Splash Mountain. So it was happening there a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, yeah, they recruited the uh, ranks of um, photo sensors to make sure that this wasn't going on. Uh, there's no confirmation that I've seen that it's all technology. I doubt they're just letting it all fly. And I yeah. know that I've, I've seen people like flip off the camera on attractions and it doesn't show up. Mm-hmm. We, that's happened to us a few times. Somebody does something yeah, stupid in one of our pictures. Mad. Yeah. Um, cause we don't, I don't, I just don't do that. I, mm-hmm. it's, I'm not going to ruin somebody's picture so I can hold my finger up in the air and like, what do you But yeah, so I'm assuming that technology took over this position. They had said that they they had less instances of it, so they didn't need a full-time cast member doing it. Um, but I'm sure that, you know, if, if they have camera, they have cameras there that have facial recognition, mm-hmm. I'm sure they could have other thing recognition. <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like it's just like a tool that they have that just like blurs a certain part. Cause there has been times where somebody in our photo has like flipped off the camera or something and the photo still shows up, but that hand is gone. Hmm. I've not seen that. I saw it on um, Incredicoaster. Really? Yeah. They tried to be like sly and like hold on to their shoulder straight and just like put their middle finger out during the photo. Mm. And their hand was gone in the picture. Yeah. That's weird. (laughs) Yeah. So there's got to be some technology plus maybe not as many cast members as it was before. It was a very manual process. Maybe it's just a little bit more automated. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious to know about that. If you have any information on that, uh, that's something I've always wondered about. And uh, there's not a lot of information out there about it. So if you have that information, please share. I would love to know. Yeah. Disneyland used to have mermaids. What? You mean Ariel? No. Different mermaids. What? Yeah. Back in 1959, amid a grand televised reopening of Tomorrowland, the futuristic sector of Disney's park, Disneyland opened its submarine voyage ride. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, with that, weeks before that happened, uh, they, Disney, put out a local newspaper ad calling for mermaids. Hmm. Hundreds of women lined up around the Disneyland hotel pool, 
where they took turns showing off their dolphin kicks for the chance to make about 45 bucks a week. That's so crazy. I know. Uh, in the end, only a, f- a few were chosen. Um, and they were, cho- they actually were fitted for their own starfish bras and plastic tails. That's cute though. Yeah. There's all kinds of stories about these mermaids. It's so funny that this was even a job, but, uh, they would hang out on the rock in the middle of that lagoon there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could see them very clearly from the monorail. You could see them from the, the walkway around like Matterhorn and the, and the submarine voyage. There's a story of a sailor. Uh, who uh, jumped in and went and hung out on the rock until security kicked him out. Uh, there's stories of uh, people folding dollars around like quarters to weigh it down so they could throw it to the to the mermaids for them to dive for it. And then they got to keep it as like a tip. That's Pretty cool. Funny. I know. I loved, I loved hearing that. But after the first summer, which was, uh, that was again, 1959, uh, they appeared for only three more seasons between 1965 and 1967. Okay. So they took a break, but then they decided to get rid of it altogether. It's pretty crazy, though. Not a lot of people have, can can say that they worked at, that they were a mermaid at Disneyland. Yeah, know? that'd be something cool for them to bring out for like the anniversary. Just like have it like for like a day. That would be cool. Yeah. Anybody listening? Anyone? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Is this thing on? Um, speaking of. Some very odd acting type roles. <laughs> there was also Matterhorn mountain climbers. Um, they would have real mountain climbers on the side of the attraction um, when it opened in 1959. Yeah, and they've been, um, they come out from time to time. The last time they were out was in 2012. I saw them back early 2000s. I remember seeing them. They were out quite frequently, um, but it's kind of cool because this is a job. Like they get paid to do this. It's their role. And they actually have to go through a 40 hour training in order to be able to climb Matterhorn. Dang. Yeah. That's not a joke. And it's not like it's just random people off the street. There were guys that were doing it for, you know, decades. Like and there was this one even younger guy who was like, yeah, I've been rock climbing for 23 years. And he looked like he was 23. <laughs> so it was like, <laughs> you know, it wasn't people with you know little experience. These people were professionals. So it was kind of cool. Um, hopefully they'll do that again at some point. I would like to see that. Yeah. It's kind of cool because it, it makes, it gives the whole like mountain a whole different vibe. Yeah. Sometimes they would it's take not like a facade. It's a mountain. Right. It's a mountain. So every once in a while you would see, they'd have like a Swiss band up there. Mickey would be up there at what some the points. I know it was crazy. <laughs> Mickey get down. Yeah. Like, dude, you got to get you down. You did not go through the 40 hours of training, sir. Not just cause you work here. Mickey doesn't mean you can do anything you, do you, want. you want. Jeez. Because you started the place. <laughs> a less glamorous position. Um, I but mean, very important. Oh, extremely important for the animal and for the people around. Yes. Um, designated pooper scoopers. I'm sure that's not their official title. But, but that's what sounds cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is usually done by custodial workers and they push around what's called the honey cart. Ew. And yeah, they pick up after the horses on Main Street. Um, for those of you who have never seen them, I don't know where you've been, but no. Disneyland has live horses pulling um, trolleys. Yes, and some days Main Street is ripe. Yeah, hot summer days. Hot horse poop. Hot horse poop. <laughs> it's not the. It's not that that gets you. It's the the. It's the, the other one. The number one. Well, I was yeah. going to say number one. I guess you can be gross. P. Uh, that's what see smells. it in the tracks. Yeah, it's not fun. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I have to give it up to custodial workers because they have the one of the hardest jobs at the parks. 
and you always see them and they're always so cheerful. You never see like, I've never seen a, a highly negative custodial worker. Mm-mm. They're always painting stuff on the ground with water with their brooms. Yeah, those guys are cool. <laughs> um, so custodial workers, hats off to you. Mm-hmm. You guys are doing a bang up job. Uh, but for those special cast members that get to push the honey cart, thank you. You're helping the horses and the people yeah. so, so much. There's a position. The title is Audio Animatronics Special Project Leads. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is a really cool title for someone who dresses the animatronic characters on rides like Pirates of the Caribbean, Splash Mountain, and It's a Small World. So these uh, gentlemen and ladies are cast members responsible for frequently replacing garments so that the ride always looks new to visitors. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Because, I mean, so, some of those areas are a little musty. Yeah. So those Well, yeah, like costumes, pirates. Oh, yeah. From the moisture in so, the air. Ooh. Just so humid. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, they've got a, a job specifically for that. Another one that you found that I thought was really interesting was oh. were the, the target painters. Yeah. So, the Frontierland has the shooting gallery. Um, but prior to that, Disneyland actually had three shooting galleries altogether. There was one on Main Street, one in Adventureland, and one in Frontierland. And before the Frontierland gallery changed to the infrared guns in the 80s, they used actual BB guns. Hmm. So all of the targets in the galleries would have to be repainted every night because the bullets from the pistols would chip away at the paint throughout the day. That's crazy. Yeah. So I'm assuming this was somebody on like their facilities team. I would assume you know so, because I mean? you just got to go around with a little bit of paint. Yeah, but, I mean, somebody had the job every day of painting targets. <laughs> Target painting. That's really cool. Well, yeah, because think about it. There was probably quite a few targets in each gallery, and then having to go to three different galleries, that's mm-hmm. going to take up quite a bit of time. Yeah. Crazy. And it's not just like slapping one coat of paint on something, like they were painting targets. Yeah. Hmm. Pretty neat. The more you know. Bling. <laughs> this one... Uh, was brought up on a blog, and I was pretty excited to see this. Um, the Davy Crockett Explorer Canoes <laughs> is the only attraction in the park uh, to feature manual labor. And I know this firsthand because I worked there. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, I'm not going to say it was a grueling job by any means, but it was physical. Uh, so, you know, That's this a is a grueling job when you're a passenger. What are you talking yeah, about? Know, that's true. Uh, but this one is a little bit different of a job. So there are a few attractions hosts uh, that are different than most attractions. So a lot of the attraction hosts are either, you know, working on cues or pushing the button that makes the ride go for attractions like uh, Jungle Cruise. You know, the skippers, they're, you know, they're part time stand up comedians, part time attraction hosts. You mm-hmm. know, they're they're doing a very unique job there. Uh, as with the canoes, you know, we were tasked with, you know, cue management for one, you know, passing out paddles and life vests and stuff like that, uh, loading boats. Uh, but on the river, like we had to guide a tour. So we, we were talking about the different features of the river. We were, you know, telling poor, poorly delivered jokes. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the one thing that a lot of people don't realize about the canoes is if you don't row, you don't go. And uh, it's not on a track. It's not motorized. Um, it's just it's people powered. And so when people weren't taking that seriously or they didn't realize or maybe there was a language barrier, 
you sat down and you paddled and paddling around 22 people on a boat. It's, you know, it is a boat and it glides on the water, but you still have to work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'd leave there with just sweaty as all get out and, you know, soaked through shirt and uh, it was very manual. But on top of that, so the canoes is also one of the only attractions that closes early. It closed before sundown. So after we would get off of our canoe shift, we'd close up the dock, lock up all the boats. Then we'd have to go across the river to Tom Sawyer's Island to start moving fences. <laughs> Do even more manual Yeah, so more manual labor. So we had to pull down fences that were on the island that kept guests out of certain areas so they could set up for Fantasmic. And then we would go around the riverfront at New Orleans Square and we'd put up fences to block off the light posts mm -hmm. that came up from the ground. The big giant booms. Mm -hmm. So very, very manual labor. Uh, very unlike any other attraction in the park. Not better, just different. <laughs> I had a blast, but sometimes I, you'd get off of a shift on the canoes where you had to paddle 50 boats in a day, and then you have to do manual labor. It was not the most fun always, but no, know, we got you. through. I'm too lazy for that job. It was fun, though. I had a tan and buff arms, <laughs> and I got to work at Disneyland. What more could you ask for? Not much. Another fun, different job that you can have at Disneyland is being an artist. Um, as an in-park character artist, you get a pencil, a sketch light box to do your sketching on, mm -hmm. and then you draw all day. Yeah. <laughs> Usually in front of people who are walking by who decide to stop and stare at you for a little bit. Or have a conversation for 45 minutes. Yeah. We've seen that one. Mm-hmm. I've seen poor Bless artists be, be, be trapped in a, a conversation when they're just trying to get their drawing done. <laughs> but yeah, you just get to sit around and sketch all day. Yeah. Which is so neat. So cool. I love that. I wish I could draw. I'm so bad. Yeah, I'm not good. <laughs> I'm not great at all. Uh, that's Yeah, that's a fun job. What was that look specialist job? Oh, so... We read it in an article earlier. A look specialist is basically someone that like walks around the park and makes sure everyone's uniforms are in order and that they have the Disney look. So if you're looking grumpy and a look specialist walks by, you're going to get a, hey, fix your face, but in a kinder way. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. I no. had no idea. Even after working there, I, I don't doubt that it is. Yeah. I'm not surprised that it is because mm -hmm. they do take their look very seriously. But yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. A look specialist. That's, That's funny. funny. Uh, this is this is a job that I actually follow on uh, social media. Disneyland ambassadors. So I didn't know that it was a thing until just a couple years ago. Um, but they've been around since 1965, I think. Uh, Walt introduced it. And basically, the Disneyland Resort Ambassador Program uh, is an essential part of Disney's outreach uh, ever since it came into fruition. And so during a two-year term, uh, they call themselves the Emissaries of Goodwill, visit hospitals with Disney characters, they attend special events, act as spokespeople for the park. Um, this year, the 2019-2020 representatives, ambassadors, are Justin Rapp and Rafa Barron. Um, it's a very sought after gig, as you can imagine, because it's only two people for two years. Um, and they're all over social media. They're doing all kinds of fun stuff. I think it's so cool that 
you know, they have the opportunity to represent like 30,000 cast members during their ambassadorship and, you know, show off what the parks are doing that, you know, really fun stuff. And the two guys that do it, they have great personalities. If you've never seen them uh, on Instagram, you can follow them at Disneyland Ambassador. Uh, there's also one in Walt Disney World. I don't know who they are, but we follow <laughs> we follow uh, good old Justin and Rafa. So yeah, Disneyland Ambassadors. That's a fun one. They actually commented on one of my pictures one time, and um, I thought it was just you know like a fan account. And then I saw the blue check mark, and I was like, "What is this?" And I looked, and I was like, "Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that existed." You can also be a fairy godmother in training. Um, for those of you who like kiddos and transformative makeovers, you can be a fairy godmother in training at the Bippity Boppity Boutique um, over in Fantasyland, right near the castle. Um, little girls head to that salon all day, every day when the parks are open <laughs> um, for unique hair and makeup experiences, um, paying homage to favorite Disney princesses like Cinderella and Belle. And they come out of there looking so dang cute and <laughs> so cute. excited with their eyes slicked back against their head because mm-hmm. they have so much hairspray and gel mm-hmm. pushing it back. We talked about that when Ke- when Alvy was on because <laughs> they did that for Kenzie. Kenzie yeah, yeah. Um, they also do something for little princes as well. They get a little um, hairdo and then they can do their little prince outfit and stuff. And That's they cute. Teach them the basics. Of I'm being glad a they prince. do that. Yeah, I love it because girls get all the fun stuff. Sorry. So I'm glad the boys get something. Too. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, it's cute. I like it. It makes me happy. Another job that makes me very, 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 very happy. I can see you doing this one. Yeah, I would do it. Um, Holiday services decorator. Uh, Alicia Keen and Kathy Carson are part of the holiday services arm of Disneyland Resort's enhancement team. They create that added magic that appears during the holidays and during Halloween in the parks. Um, It is a year round job. So as soon as the decor is up for the current year, they're already brainstorming for the next year. That's so cool. I would love to be a professional decorator. Yeah. For this would be an amazing job. (laughs) Yeah. I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. That's, uh, it's just, it's insane to think that that's a job. Google's how to become holiday (laughs) services. I think we'll finish this segment out on one of my favorite lesser known Disney jobs. Um, something that people don't think about. Uh, let's say you go on, let's say rise of the resistance Mm -hmm. or even, yeah, let's do rise of the resistance or think about your favorite Disneyland attraction. What happens when you get to the front of that Disneyland attraction? You're going to see some signs. You're going to have a pretty clear understanding of where the beginning of the line is, but then you jump into line. So let's do something that's a little bit more well-known because rise of the resistance isn't very well well known right now. Let's do Indiana Jones. So first you come up and you see Jeeps and equipment of like surveyors and and archaeologists and string lights. And uh, you enter a cave and then you go through another cave and there's artifacts and there's bat guano and there's sounds and and the the lighting is dim. And sometimes there's a smell in the air and sometimes there's a maybe a projection or somebody giving you instructions. This is all done on purpose. So queue designers are in charge of the conception, creation, and execution of that little area you call the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually called the pre-ride or the sh- the pre-show. Uh, and it's not, they're not just trying to figure out how to make the line move, but they also want to focus on what it looks like along the way. 
So you go to a lot of theme parks, a lot of attraction areas, and you just stand in a line where there's ropes or there's rails or there's chains. At Disneyland, you're always going to find a very well-designed themed show. So that's just as much the attraction as the ride that you're getting on. Disney queue management has turned what is typically viewed as just like a boring, I'm standing in line experience with uh, an actual extension of the amusement park itself, an extension of the attraction you're going on. So you really get a feel for what you're going to experience on the ride while you're standing in line. So waiting in line really becomes an experience of its own. And Disney is just very well known for taking their visitors' minds off of waiting in line because a lot of their attractions have long lines. And so they want to make sure that you're entertained while you're in them. So I always thought, you know, and I've, I've thought about this millions of times. I talked to Kenzie about it one night. Uh, how somebody's job is to figure out how to get people from this point to this point without being bored. Yeah. And I think that's such a special job. Hats off to you visual designers or to, to you cue designers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably not something everybody thinks about, but, you know, think about it next time you're standing in line at, at Disneyland. You know, you're going to see that these guys put a lot of thought into what they're doing. Uh, it's not just getting you from one point to the other. It's keeping you happy while you're in that line. So that's our final crazy job at Disneyland. If you have any jobs you'd like to share with us as something that we missed, let us know. You can hit us up at friends at magic on main street podcast.com or hit us up on Instagram at magic on main pod. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what time is it now? It's time for quote, quote of the, of the week. week. It's time for quote of the week. Putting words together that last forever. It's quote of the week. I think we all need a little bit of happiness in our lives these days. Agreed. So with the help of a lot of our friends on Instagram and a lot of people that we follow on social media and our friends and family, you know, they've been trying to come up with ways to keep everybody happy during this time. Like I said, there's people putting out coloring sheets and people are launching new apps and new experiences within their existing app and uh, new free experiences that you can do at home. Uh, there's, there's still a lot of time for laughing. In fact, there's more time now than ever for laughing because we're all sitting around doing nothing. So we might as well laugh Yeah. <laughs> on that point. Uh, Walt said, laughter is timeless. Imagination has no age and dreams are forever. Now's the time you can be laughing, having a good imagination and dreaming. Like this is the best time for it when we have nothing else going on. Uh, you know, a lot of us are still working. Um, so we have to take the time in our off time to remember that, you know, we're still people and we still need to be entertained and we still need to be happy and still need to have fun. So keep laughing, keep imagining, keep dreaming. We definitely need it. Yeah. It's hard right now. It's tough, but you know, we're all going to make it out together. Uh, if Pretty you need- soon this will just be a blip in our memory. It is going to be interesting, though, when we're, you know, much older and thinking back. Remember that one time when we couldn't leave our house for two months? Yeah, I read something online the other day that was like (laughs) me in 2075. Grandma, why do you like sitting outside so much? At one point, this was illegal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hope it doesn't come to that point. I hope something happens before that. That's that's good news. Um, But, you know, this is just something that I never thought I'd ever live through. You know, you hear stories about like the wars that happened and. You know, just different crazy times in history where it's like I couldn't Im- I couldn't imagine being stuck in my house or yeah. I couldn't imagine having to fight for 
toilet paper, you know, like yeah. stupid things like that. It's just, it's crazy to think that we're living that time right now. So we're well, going to do whatever we can to keep you laughing. There's people working around the clock to try to figure out some sort of solution for this. So we'll get there. We'll get there guys. And until then, let's just appreciate what we have. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, we appreciate you. Yes. So thank you so much for joining us as always. Uh, we always have a good time doing this, putting together the research for these shows is so much fun. It's such a good, uh, good part of our week. We really enjoy doing this for everybody. And, you know, I love hearing all the stories of how we're, you know, keeping people engaged. Um, this is a kid friendly show if you haven't noticed. So if you want your kids to listen along, I make mean, it a family Sean thing. I did say the A word. I did say it, but we're, we're, we beeped it. <laughs> we're beeping it. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> Beep. Um, so yeah, so thank you so much for joining us as always. Um, if you have any questions or any comments on what you'd like to hear or any stories that you want us to share with our audience, please email us. Again, it's friends at magiconmainstreetpodcast.com. Also, we have an Instagram we're very active on. You can find us at magiconmainpod. Uh, we put together a calendar. It's not doing much right now because of everything <laughs> no. that's going on, but we will be updating it as we hear dates uh, in the future. So subscribe there. Notes are in our calendar. It's hard to put dates when all we have is a until further notice. Yeah, so. that's a tough one. Um, but if you want to contribute to the show, uh, you can always become a Patreon subscriber for as little as $2 a month. Check out patreon.com slash magic on Main Street. And uh, if you could, if you could take the time to do it, we would really appreciate it. Uh, we would love to hear your review of the show. So if you could subscribe, leave a review and spread the Disney love with your friends and family, that'd be awesome. We really appreciate it. That's enough out of me. We wish you luck. We wish you good health. And I hope that everything is well in your life. If you need somebody to talk to, hit us up. We'll always yes, say hi on always available. Instagram. If you're having a hard time, we understand hard times. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can We can be an ear. Definitely. If you want us to just listen instead of talk, we'll do that too. So mm-hmm. hit us up if you're going through a hard time right now. Um, and a big special thank you to um, our medical staff. Yes. Nurses, doctors, medical assistants, x-ray techs, uh, everybody, anybody in the medical field, uh, paramedics, firefighters, EMTs, police officers, everybody that's doing the work that nobody else can or will. Uh, thank you so much. We appreciate you so much. Love to you. Thank you for what you do and stay strong. I know it's a, it's a hard time, um, but think about all the good you're doing in the world. Thank you so much. Uh, we love you on that note. Um, on behalf of Tabitha, Daniel, Kenzie, Scar, and myself, we want to thank you again for listening to the magic on main street podcast, and we'll see you real soon. Bye guys. Just like a churro, you're so sweet Our time with you is such a treat Spread the Disney love, thanks for hanging out with us On Main Street